But um, what's going on? But yeah, I saw no, my no, text, no, Tom, where you are. and it was like, yo, you're Are supposed to. Uh, Andre wants to meet you. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Fuck that up. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh yes. my God. Yes. Yes. Makes me happy. <laughs> Makes me feel this way. Nobody. Love it. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday night and the whiskey is poured, so you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of Friday Night Whiskey. Clap it up. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Friday Night Whiskey is our weekly podcast where we gather around a bottle of whiskey and bring you an insightful conversation about music, pop culture, fashion, and the dysfunctional lives of 20 to 30 somethings living here in New York City. I'm your host, Stephen Roberts, aka. Oh, I forgot to name what the bottle of whiskey was, but we're going to get to that. AKA, Adrice Alba, AKA. Esteban Roberto. Are we trying to compete with the longest boy? I was trying. I was trying. Like I felt, I felt inspired by Shaka Khan. Like I felt like I had to give it my all because through the fire, through the limit, through it all, just for the chance to be with you, I gladly risk it all. Wow. That's what I felt like I had to do tonight. But uh, joining me tonight are my lovely, magical, beautiful, sensational co-host, starting up, representing the Yay area. Hey, hey. The lovely Miss Dominique Lagleva. Dom, how are you? I'm great, and even more great than your voice. My God. How are you? I'm going through puberty. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Um, So Stephen forgot to mention that we're drinking Bullet Bourbon. Oh, yes. Tonight, yeah, so as you guys all know, this show is called Friday Night Whiskey, so each week we drink a different whiskey, and tonight, Dom, what are we drinking? Bullet bourbon with a side of Cool Ranch Doritos and French onion dip. Swag, swag, swag. That's aggressive. Dip. (laughs) Dom, good to see you. I'm chilling. Nice, I love it. And joining us, our other co-host, representing Crenshaw, representing that L.A., representing that left coast. We have the young man. We have the Spice God. We have young O.J. Gloves. Spice, 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 Spice. Renault Jet. Ren, what up? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? We back. And we back. We and back, we back, and we back, and we back. I feel like doing that every time that I go to the bathroom. For sure. At Every work. time you go to the bathroom. <laughs> at work. Just at work, though. Just, Just at work. I'm work. like, God damn, I spend so much time in this bathroom. And we back. And we back. But no, I'm happy to be here because y'all are the shit, too. Nah. Nice. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? It's a family affair. I, it's I, a I, family. I saw that. It'd be great no. if you got the reputation for, like, shouting out, like, chance lyrics while you're pooping yeah. in the office. Oh, it's my like, God. You know what? what embar- the most embarrassing thing is when people can hear me on Instagram in the bathroom. Because you're because the the, the speaker on your the phone. The speaker on my phone, and I'm laughing 
like hysterically. That's not cool, Ren. It's embarrassing. Yeah, the yeah. best thing yeah. is when I'm in the bathroom listening to Snapchat and like it's going through the different Snapchat. Are you looking at Brat Nasty? <laughs> <laughs> well, wait. But are are you Instagramming and snapping while you're in the bathroom? Nah, That's the question. I'm just like enjoying what everyone's doing. I'm happy that they while you're doing it. your own do. I do. Yeah. I feel like we all just look at Instagram or Snapchat while we're in the bathroom. Can no, we come clean? Can we come clean and no, everyone admit that? So right. that's a crazy thing, right? So you know how in different rooms of your household there are certain things um, that are always there. In your living room, you have candles and or the fridge. potpourri. You have potpourri. Potpourri. You have in your kitchen, you got a, a fruit bowl and shit. In your bathroom, you have magazines. A bathroom. But because now it's a new digital day and age. Yeah, no magazines anymore. No, huh? there ain't shit in there, but your own shit and mm-hmm. your phone. Yeah. True. So when you guys go see to the bathroom, you, you feel me? Yeah. Right? Got him. So when you go into the bathroom and you don't have your phone with you. Isn't that crazy? It's, it's you like, feel so alone. Yo, I can't do it anymore. Like, I get up and go get my bath. I mean, go get my phone. <laughs> like, I'll leave. Like, Mitch. Go it. find my phone first and then go right back to the bathroom. Oh. It's classic. N- you, won't even wipe. Oh. Yeah. Won't even wipe. So do, do you, wa- <laughs> Wait, do you, you walk around wipe? with a duck waddle? I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. I'm quitting. You got the duck waddle when you walk out the bathroom? I don't know I what don't it know is. That Maybe you have a bidet. Maybe that's how you clean that's yourself. No, you know how when, when dudes get new shoes. I don't think he does. I literally just made up a word, and you guys just like <laughs> steamrolled <laughs> past it. I wasn't paying attention to that because we went keep, to public school in America. And yes, <laughs> our fourth co-host, the God, the God, the one two, and only. Two parts, half white. Two parts, super <laughs> Canadian. Yeah, just Andrew. Andrew, what's How's good, going, guys? Oh man. Hey, hey. Round of applause for Andrew, real quick. I'm just. Andrew. You guys are the absolute greatest. You guys are the absolute greatest. And it's been so long since we've last talked that My God. I'm, I'm more curious how everyone's been doing, more so like what we're just feeling right now. So, Stephen, you actually taught a university lesson. Oh yeah, is that right? Facts. So uh, as you guys know, we've been off for about. Two three months and everyone's like, "Yo, you guys." Two months, a- three months. That's yeah, that's two, a two months. That's aggressive. It's like yeah. two months and then a couple of weekends of shits happening. Yeah, so True. like a lot of people have been like, "Oh, you guys not doing the podcast?" Long anymore. story short, you guys miss us. Yeah, and it's like, True. "Yo, what's going on? Why you guys aren't doing the podcast?" Like, "Yo, when I need my Friday night whiskey," and it's like, "Yo, God, we've been busy." Yeah, and so. Time out. What? Steven is, hasn't changed from who he was over the past two months because he still talks to himself. <laughs> yeah, he still I do. has conversations with Steven plus <laughs> Steven. The sidebar conversations. <laughs> yeah. And me and Ren are like, uh, okay, like, carry on. Yeah. So carry Steven on. and Steven and then Ren and Don, we've all been really busy. And as Andrew was alluding to, like I am a certified professor in America. Certified. Bruh, yeah. you don't have... Your PhD, dude. But you know what? I told you. You got your master's, bro? And Dr. Love can have his PhD. Dr. Love Love didn't go to med school, (laughs) but Dr. Love was just out here trying to treat the kids. True. I don't know where you're getting this information from, but it is inaccurate. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to cut this interview short. But you are ill, though. Yeah, you're ill, baby girl. So, yes, we've been off for a while, but in the time we've been gone, I've been to the White House twice. Woo! Swag, 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 swag. Wait, you taught a class twice. Uh huh. You went to the White House. Went to the White House. Yo, 
Steven's pulling a catch me if you can. That's yeah, true. Yeah, straight Frank. Uh, what was that guy? Abagnale. Frank Abagnale. I don't I trust you, bro. What are yeah, you doing? You shouldn't. You out here like, scheming? I, I wouldn't trust. I don't me. know. He got cert- he got like checked out by the Secret Service. Yeah. Steven's probably the most like respectable person in the room. Huh. So you know what though? He actually is because Ren. I don't think you and I. Maybe even Andrew could even go into the White House True. two times I've within outside. the past I've been two outside months. The like I got to meet Michelle, but I don't think I can meet. You her. met Michelle? Yeah, I did a shoot with her. Damn. Yes. A Away video from the White her. House. I didn't uh, get to meet Michelle, so I feel York. like you're kind of winning, Andrew. Right yeah, now. she was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she, she hugged you me better see than Andrew's my own face right now. Like, I'm so, like, she her, hugged you? She hugged me better than my own mother. You touched Michelle? Yeah, she was like, I'm so thankful that you helped us out with this project. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And you know what she also <laughs> did? She interlocked fingertips with Andrew. Yeah. Wait, actually, what? Quick, quick story. So we did a group photo, and there was someone between Michelle and I. So we both put our arms behind said person, and our fingers locked. You're for a lying. Moment. No, no, no. I swear You're to God. Lying. I swear to God. Because the second she I opened re- up her palms. Well, no. We both went like, all right. So there's. Let's imagine that there's person X between Ren and I. Gotcha. And it was like we both put our arms around this person in the same place, and our fingers locked for a second, and then quickly pulled back, and I was like. Holy shit! I just Bruh. played fingers with the mm. president's Bruh. wife. Sorry, you anyway. can go to jail for that shit. I know. I could have been in Guantanamo had they known my yeah. intentions were pure Dead shit. Ass exactly. wrong. Yeah. But like Michelle and I had a moment where we were like, mm. "Hey man, that's you got crazy. Nice fingers. You got intimate with Michelle yeah. Obama." Yeah. And by the way, let me see the in betweens of your fingers. Yeah. Look at them. Look They're glowing. Yeah. That means that she got in but, there. Yeah. But, but by <laughs> the, the in betweens, <laughs> I don't know what to call that. As a Canadian. One of the most polite people I've ever met. Like, mm. fully energetic about whatever the fuck you're doing with Wait, them. Wait, like, so you actually touched her being. body? I'm confused. Like, embrace? First. first my body. Talked, your body. Hey, how you doing? Hey, body. pretty this Ricky. Like and dick. then, photo opportunity comes around. Little finger locking mm. for half second. Changed my entire life. You sound life. too happy about this. You better. <laughs> I was, it was a magical moment. Ladies and gentlemen at home, shit. you can't see Andrew's face, I'm but he so is ecstatic. glowing. I am he glowing. glowing. He Wait, can't even sit in this seat. When you gave her a hug, what, like, what part of her body did you embrace? Great question. So, Did you feel her chest against your chest? <laughs> I'm going to say 40% of the left half of my body and 40% of her right half had mm. a moment. Gotcha. And then from we both half pulled hug. back half professionally. Okay, right on. It was a professional, like, oh, man, half we just hug. played fingers. Gotcha. But then afterwards, I was like, hey, great Did you time. put your arm around her shoulder or waist? God, no. He just touched it. It's a lot. It was back. fingers. It was, all right. So okay. basically, it was almost like two high schoolers accidentally locked hands. Gotcha. And no, like, oh, we don't no, know what to do. Time out. Time out. Interesting. This, but with the first lady in the out. United States. No. Th- this is how you a- approach a respectable woman. Yeah. Yes, it's Michelle Obama, yeah. but point taken. Nothing friend, but respect. Nothing but respect. Nothing if you ever respect. approach or come encounter with a woman that, oh, that is... that stature. A, yeah, or even a, a, a moment of that stature, mm. a piece of that stature, how Andrew yeah. represented himself is the way that men are supposed to represent It sounds like he was inappropriate because he got them interlocking fingers. and that On an accident... Real. Level. Yeah, well, mm. Ren, what you're missing is we're analyzing like a half second moment that was so incredible. But, but you it know was like an hour to Andrew. In between fingers, I'm just saying, 
That little web in between your fingers is very intimate. Like, would you let someone lick that? Mm, would it happen? Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, that's kind of hot. And I want, I'm into I want to it. point you in the right direction. All right. So it takes forever when you're getting to know like your significant <laughs> other how you hold hands. It was right. like she and I locked hands like we've been dating forever. <laughs> it was so smooth. <laughs> the level of comfort was beyond normal, no, and I was CIA like, is yoink. Yeah. No, she's yeah. just that good. No, yeah. no. she's that naturally good. falls into like. This is how you would hold hands with Michelle it's, Obama. It's it either perfect. it's either that or the fact that what Ren said the CIA is after your ass. Yeah. So mm. how about we go through the next? Yeah, and you quiet. can't like you can't you can't be it's with quiet, her. Though. No, it's okay. I'll be yeah. Jason Bourne. Like whatever. I don't I don't care. But oh like I had that God. moment. This sounds way too intimate. Mm-hmm. No, it had me thinking though because yeah. she's an amazing person. <laughs> it had me yeah. thinking. Yeah, it was like, I, like, cause I have a great girlfriend right now, but like, if Michelle Obama was like, hey, if like, Michelle mm-hmm. Obama comes after you, you gotta let everything go. A hundred percent. Exactly. But, but until okay, then, okay. But at the same time, though, if Michelle Obama did come after you, you gotta yeah. go for it. You yeah. would go for it. Hundred percent. You would be. You'd be yeah. like, she's feeling nothing froggy. Less. Hold on. Nothing but you, less. But you would also be like, every woman ain't shit. Yeah, because she. Yes, yeah, of course you gotta go. Lady. You gotta like, go. Yeah. <laughs> like no, that's, first, that's real first though. First lady, you gotta like, go. She's the best first lady there's ever been. I understand, mm-hmm. but as I think, as, as a woman though, if a woman was able to I open feel herself like up like Roosevelt that, Eleanor Roosevelt is a close second. Man, if you don't knock it off, shout out. But like, let's not knock me down. I'm a great suitor, regardless. <laughs> yeah. Like you have this, this is smiling, true. Angel that's like, hey, I can hold hands with you. Look like, like a cherub, honestly. Yeah, thank you. Super Thank cherub. you. Super Thank cherub. Super cherub. Yeah. Like, let's, like, I yeah. think it could happen. Let's check back a year from now, see if Michelle and I have a like, fire yeah. going, and then we'll go hey. from there. You planted the seed. That's all I I'm planted the seed. I yeah. Planted. So you, gotta do, you shot your shot. You shot your shot. It's put out in the universe. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Ren, have you interlocked fingertips with any first ladies? Never in my life, but I'm looking for my first lady. Ooh. Ooh. Ladies. Um, clap it no. up. Ladies. Ren's wow. looking for love. Find out uh, the next week. In all on. the wrong places. Yeah. Um. I, uh. I can contest that that's true. Lord. Uh. Lord <laughs> knows I've made some some follies. I've had some follies this year. Um. Uh, but I've had some really great experiences, and I've been. You know. I'm just gonna say this. It's interesting being single in your 30s in New York. Um. I've come to a lot of realizations. I've uh, had a lot of conversations with myself. By, at home, uh, sitting in my own apartment, eating chips like how we're doing right now. Swag. Sorry, guys. Cooking dinner. Do, like, Dom is fucking up chips, so I'm. <laughs> she's fucking them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had a lot of realizations. I've sat around, made dinner for myself, talked to myself. And I mm-hmm. made dinner for you. Say what? And dinner made for you. Dinner was. Made for you. By who? Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, you true. ungrateful ass. Well, let me tell wow. you this. Wow. This is and that leads me to this. You know what? I've I've cooked a lot of dinners by myself. Mm. And I've lived a single life for the past uh 6 months and mm. it's amazing. But you know what I realize is that every now and then you need somebody that can for real cook. And you know who can for real cook here? Who? Mama Dom. Sorry, I ha- I had to just, you know, it was it was there Dude, on the plate. For she me, like. lit up fucking Thanksgiving. Um, it I'm, was a collaborative I'm, I'm, effort, but I'm gonna just I just gotta show out real quick for mm. Dom. Um, she's a champion in the kitchen, and I left my grandmother's. So I went to my grandmother's first, and then I went to go to Vanina Alfred's to turn up with them, 
and Dom and Vanina and Alfred and everybody was cooking. Um, but I'm I, I'm gonna tell you this: Dom put her fucking big toe, mm. pinky, mm. and all them three other toes in between. Mm. In I have more the food. than that many toes, but yeah. <laughs> she put her foot in that shit. It was amazing. sounds amazing. Nice. It was really fucking. I mean, good. the sugar foot just adds sugar flavor. foot. Sugar yeah. foot. She put the sugar foot in it for and real. The itchy thing is, I didn't even make dessert though. Yeah, you did. I came through with the crack pie though. You mm. showed in. I brought the mumble. You got the crack pie? I did. I brought a pie. Nice. Emily got me that for my birthday. That's what inspired me. Yeah. I got diabetic with it. I Bro, had that pie, pie is actually a problem. It's too yeah. sweet for me. Not to humble brag, but when I went to the White House, they like serve crack pie for everybody. Are you kidding? Oh yeah. wow, they not, serve crack pie at the not, White House. Not to humble brag. That's amazing. Oh, oh, BT Dub. Yeah. I was at the White House, and we had four desserts. Just realize, like realize dessert. Stevens the closest to Forrest Gump of any person in this room. Pretty much. Damn, son. Mama told, box box was, uh, Mama told me life was like a box of chocolate. He's also wearing a tuxedo, though. Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, you guys Yo. can't see it at home. Yo, he looks incredible. As a resident Canadian, yeah. Stephen would fit. Yeah, yeah he's he pure Nova Scotia. Shout out to right my uh, Calgary family. Yeah. Yo, that, that Levi's um, Western fucking mm-hmm. denim shirt that you yeah. got on. Popping, bro. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Do your thing. Dom, what you been up to, though? Man, a whole lot of everything. Uh, I started a new life. A wow. Month ago. Yes, yep. she did. Yep. She did. That's truth. So, you know, this is always an interesting conversation because though I am a podcast character, mm. I have life outside of this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a real girl. I'm a real person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real. No, real shit, though. Bitch got a real job. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got bills. No, and, and that's what I'm trying to say for any of y'all women, the the two of you that listen to this podcast. There is one where you can do yourself. It's actually two and a half. Do you two and a half? Okay, it's like four. We got it's like, like four. Oh, that's right. Everyone's been talking about it. Shout out to the handful of women that listen to our podcast. Uh, this is me saying you could do what you do and still get shows at an executive level, no matter what the fuck. People say to you and Bars. how you act. Exactly. Bars. Bar none. And I say that proudly um, with the support of, of my podcast mates along with everybody else. There's never a moment that you have to discredit yourself from your personality, what you believe in, and how you work to conform to a moment that people expect you to be a part of. That said, I started a new ass job. It's lit as fuck. Yes. I'm still doing my podcast, talking all my shit, cooking yes. my food. Feel me? The best food on earth, by the way. Like that meal that you oh cooked for us. Oh my god, I'm blushing, still, guys. I'm blushing. No. Still resonates oh my god, in my brain. I'm, I'm still wearing the fucking apron. I'm blushing. If no one's had Filipino cooking before, oh, like shucks. there's nothing oh, shucks, better guys. than what you made for us. All the flavors. What a want. great segue, Andrew. Because on January 16th, guess what's happening at Entree Restaurant in the Lower East Side? Talk about it. Entree is going to be transformed into Dom Okay, so so obviously this is, this is a uh, sponsored post. Yeah. Um, obviously by ourselves because we fuck that we own this podcast. Exactly. Anyways, you guys have heard us talk about Anjoy. It's the cheers um, of our room. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. I'm taking a Anjoy in January. Stay t- stick tuned. Stick tuned. Stick tuned. Stick tuned. Stay tuned for details. But if you're a little bit area and you love good food and you and enjoy Kit Kat cakes. Yes, and Kit Kats, and you enjoy 
um, my ridiculous banter. And, and if you want to see Dom, you want to see the voice that matches the face. Yeah. Come to Ancho. And the food that matches the voice that ooh. matches the face. Ooh, uh, it's a, ooh, and it's the a drinking whole. that matches yeah. the food um, that matches it's the face. Experience. Right. True. Yeah. And, and um, I'm going to say this. Uh, all that that matches the face. Never mind. I'll leave it at that. Ooh, oh, basically. Mystery. Mystery. You see mystery. I like the woman with some mystery. She ain't going to give it all to you. You got to work for it. Wait for it. You got to work for it. See y'all then. Anyways. Oh. See any jingle? Jingle? It's a jingle. 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 So, uh, Dom, tell us a little bit more about what the fuck Dom Choi is. Like, tell us, like, how'd you come to this whole conclusion that I want to cook? So, it, it's interesting because I feel like um, the three men in the room with me, along with everybody that is close to my heart, friends and family and shit, know that. There are different layers. We all have layers. We all have things that we present to people that don't know us, the things that we share with people that we love, and things we hold close to our hearts, passion-wise, right? And and Dom Choi actually came to fruition because I've always had an affinity and a passion for cooking. And I don't know if you guys know this, but my nickname since I was a, in high school has been Mama Dom. And Mama Dom comes, comes from one moment where it is the fact that I just love to be here to support, here to cook, here to be the sounding board and here to be the pillar. And I love that part. Not only is it a responsibility for myself, but something that I love to be. You cooked one of the best meals of my entire life here at the Outer Space Treehouse. That was bar none one of the best things I've ever it, had yo, in In damn near 30 years, that's a big motherfucking thing for anybody to say. It was honestly no, it was really it was beautiful. It was delicious. Utterly beautiful. And y'all didn't even have Thanksgiving, so I hope that I hope that everyone's mouths are watering. I don't even know already what cook. for Dom Choi. I'm so. What excited. do you even know what you're gonna cook? Yeah, I do. So give I've, us a little breakdown. So I've con- conceptualized this moment in my head for a long time, as well as my friends. And I'm from the Bay, obviously. Yeah, I'm from the Bay. Yeah, and I'm Filipino. Mm. Uh, so this Shout moment is. Basically, like you walk into a restaurant and it's just dumb. It's barium music, it's the hood drinks that I'm gonna curate, it's the food that I cook, it's the love that I have. It's and it's also just understanding that you have to just be who you are, you know. And I think that for all of us, and it there's been a lot of moments over the past uh, what now about to be 12 months of the year that we've been challenged to understand what we look like for ourselves in the front of the mirror and how we are perceived in respected communities, the people that we love, their family and our friends. And this is kind of one of those moments where I'm proud and able and kind of nervous to shout this shit out, especially on a mic in front of the three of my favorite dudes in the world, uh, to say that, yo, should be fucked up, uh, but pull the amazing things out of it. Yeah, you know, I think it's funny because you like tapped on something we were talking about uh, off camera or off mic uh, earlier in the show. Like people been wondering where the fuck have we been for the last three months, and quite frankly, we've had real life shit going on. And so I know you've had a lot going on. So do you want to kind of tap in onto what's been going on? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that you know, just with uh, with any progression in in life and the way that you view yourself and self-awareness, it, it comes to a factor where you take a step back from all of it and say, why did this happen? Mm-hmm. 
what do I learn from it? How do I make it better? And how do you understand the energy that you put out into the world to come back to you in moments that you don't even try to make it happen? And that's one thing that I always try to vocalize. You know, there are things that we do subconsciously because we just naturally are in those moments and that's who we are as people. And you get lost in shit like that. And to be quite honest with everybody, shit has not been the easiest for a lot of us mm-hmm. over the past two months, which is why we've been off the air. Mm-hmm. And as much as we want to keep everything very light and wholehearted and fun and shit, the fun shit comes from the real shit. True. Right? The the fun shit comes when you put the work in and you vocalize and, and you understand why things be the way that they are. Yeah. And that goes back to what we like in music, what we like in, in, in TV shows, how we move through the fucking world. And without getting too granular in, in this conversation, sometimes you have to, to fall to, to wake up and understand how to make shit better for you first because you're only as good as your team is. Mm-hmm. You know, and... That's the one thing that I've learned, right? And all this fucking dope shit, like Ren's a part of it. I want Steven and, and Andrew are going to be a part of this new project. And the boys got some amazing shit cooking. And a lot of this is coming to fruition because of the fact that we've been able to sit down and understand the things that happen in our lives. People um, that have passed away that we feel we have to live for them. Uh, moments that we feel like we fucked up for ourselves and understanding what that looks like and why we are here in this room together and why we listen to the music we listen to, what invigorates us to motivate us to be those, those kinds of people and shit that inspires us and I'd be afraid to talk about that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like tonight's episode is gonna be a, a catapult to all those conversations and I think that's what this podcast is supposed to be about. It's not about us coming together every single week, it is. But the realest part about it is the fact that we're real fucking people and mm-hmm. shit happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to, for us to be able to vocalize how we feel, uh, experience the things we've done, tell people those stories, and also marry those things with things that make sense for everyone else, that shit is powerful as fuck. Mm-hmm. So in short, the Cliffless versions of it is that life has been crazy, but there's a lot of great shit that is coming to fruition. True. So come to Dom Choi on January 16th. Link's going to be up. Uh, you're going to want to come through, eat the good food, listen to some Barry slap. <laughs> feel me? Mm-hmm. Feel yes. your belly and feel your spirit. Yeah, I mean, Ren was there with me on Thanksgiving and his ass about to pass out. Man. We too much did turkey? It, too, it wasn't uh, we, even I didn't even that. make a turkey. First it of all. wasn't even turkey there. I mean, Dom went in with like, I mean, basically I, 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 I experienced... I think I, I want to say this is like one of the, the the apex of Dom's cooking because it was so, it, it, I mean, dynamic. I don't even know what to say. I ate so much food that I felt it. I felt like my ribs were kind of like exploding or like my, my stomach breaking? expanded. <laughs> yeah, like it was like I just ate. You got to be self-aware though, Dom. Thanksgiving like, is one of those things no, where it's like stop. it's it's. <laughs> It's acceptable to just continuously eat where yeah. it's like naturally in life you're like people are like, oh, stop. To like the you nth go, degree. Yeah. yeah. Like you go to you, when you go to dinner, you eat one plate of food. Yeah. No one says, OK, now let's order another plate of food. 
And that's what I basically ordered like three plates of food when I was eating dog. And they had to like, go. Yeah. That's how bad. That's no, shared love. No, I completely agree because my pants are like tighter. <laughs> he said my pants are definitely tighter. tighter from uh, before I went to Thanksgiving. And oh, everything. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can imagine. It's sweatpants only. Yeah. I should be wearing, I'm wearing like jeans and they have to like shape to my body. And it's like my body's not yeah. there anymore. Yeah. You and need I'm, that 3% three, three spandex right now. in the jeans. Bro. Exactly. Yeah. Ren, what's been up with you? These are like Japanese made. So like they don't have spandex. <laughs> they don't yeah. yeah. What about you, Ren? What's going on with you? Same shit. Yeah. Different toilet. No, I'm gonna ask a question because, like, can we uh, start talking about shit? Like, <laughs> I'd be talking about shit all the time. because no, I think it's like interesting. Like, everyone's been like, "Where the fuck have you guys been? What's been going on the last few months?" And I think we've like, Dom, you kind of touched on it earlier, but you lost a friend. Yeah. And so, do you want to share that with the group? And yeah, then we've also course. had Andrew. Andrew's been going through his own thing, so I'll let you share your story. And I want to ask Andrew about his. I think that you know. Th- as difficult as October was for, for myself, um, speaking in my own terms, um, what I expressed to everyone and what's going to happen for the rest of the episode is a realization from different aspects and inspiration, really, and how things connect to your life. And I don't think that people really understand that the music you listen to, the things that you read, the social media that you like, the, the reposts that you do are all reflecting upon situations like that. And whether they be funny, they're sad, they're fucking inappropriate and shit, they all come from a place uh, of realness. And one moment that really struck me was an amazing friend that a lot of people in New York City knew uh, passed away unexpectedly. And death comes in different forms. Um, Things come unexpectedly. Emotions come in five different stages. And a lot of my realizations over the past couple months has been how to deal with those things from my own perspective and also from everybody else. And I'm in a moment with my favorite dudes again in an inspirational place. And it's how do you take away negative things that happen in your life to bring them positivity, to, to represent who you are as a person and also the things that people can't express because they're no longer here. And things uh, are unexpected. Everything is unexpected. And the biggest moments of our lives that we tend to learn off of are things that we can't fucking plan, the things that we don't know how to move through. And no matter how you try to define or understand how you're going to go through every situation, through a breakup, through losing a job, going to a new job, through shit with your family, through uh, losing a loved one, that shit, you don't know what you're doing until you're in that moment. Yeah, I, I and going on top of that, I'm just going to say, it's fucking hard to be an adult, man. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I said this shit to my mom today. I texted that to her because she was, uh, I just wanted to touch base with her today. And I said, she was like, you know, what's going on? How are you doing? And I was like, man, it's fucking hard to be an adult. Like, she's like, "What's going on? What's you know, stress? You know?" And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. It's all good. Like, I got, I got control of it. But I just like, there's so much shit you have to balance. And like, you know, like what you're talking about with your friendship, and you know, you know, the people that you lose, and the people that you, you know, that you're trying to remain in contact with, or trying to keep contact with. And then on top of that, you have work, and you're just trying to just." stay afloat it's just fucking hard to be an adult and and there's no real rule book for it yeah you know 
you can go online. You could, you know, speak to gurus. You can do whatever. But I mean, I, I, I've realized recently that it's just like this shit is a day by day just struggle, and it's like, and, and not not to say that there's not high and high and lows. I mean, there's definitely a lot of highs, and I get a lot of highs when I hang out with my friends, you know. And I get high when I hang out with my friends. Say, hey. Hey. <laughs> no, but but you know, we talked about some real shit previous to us even going on air, and you know. I love to talk to you guys because it's important for me because what it ends up, it just kind of reassures me that I'm not going through the same, you know, the thing, one thing by myself. I feel like, you know, we, we were all experiencing um, some level of, of uh, difficulty and adjusting to this, this, this life that we, we, we've all are growing into. Um, and, I love that we can have these honest conversations. And sometimes I wish that the conversations that we had off the air were on the air because, sure, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, that that's very important. I think for not only us to hear, uh, but also the, the, the five people that are listening. Yeah. Shout out to all yeah, five of you. I think that we've, we've turned a corner, um, even just preparing for this episode that, the first one that we've had again in what two months yeah because of that and mm -hmm. that's the real shit that we can put to the table i mean all the things that we talk about when it comes to music visuals and and, and just nods to things that happen in the media mm. are affected because of what we go on in our everyday lives it's true yeah. and we can't sit here and, and talk about this shit and say oh i feel like this about this what and a third or i feel like this about kanye and i thought this about this music and this tv show and steve was like ah, what do you mean you know what i mean yeah. like all that shit she just mocks yeah, you i know like, like, mocks even. yeah whatever <laughs> but all this shit makes sense though for, for who we are as people and yeah, it's true and I love these kinds of conversations, and it's not something to down people on it. It's real shit. And the top of the show, we talk about the fact that we are 20, 30 somethings living in New York City. Yeah. Dealing with some real shit. Exactly. And that's what it is. And mm -hmm. it's not even just New York, it's people of this age that understand these processes and these things. And when we talk about shit from indigenous people down to, um, Black America down to all these things. These are all moments that we speak about. Shout out to Stephen yeah. Indigenous. Yeah, that's yeah, my people. Shout out to the Cherokee people from North Carolina. That, but I'm like one sixteen Cherokee. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But all this stuff aids back to the fact that we have to revisit the reasons why we feel like this shit is ready to be vocalized and yeah. why we're on this fucking mm -hmm. mic and. Yes, we want to say that we love this music, we love these shows, we love this. This shit makes us laugh, but why the fuck does it make us laugh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why does it make us feel this way? It's because I love y'all. Yeah, it's true. It's the universal truth. It's yeah. real to me, guys. Yeah. It's like it's funny. Real to me. Maybe yeah. <laughs> Maybe like three months ago, um, I'm in a meeting and I get a call from Andrew and like I'm seeing my phone ring and I'm like, uh, uh, because it's like a light meeting. I was like, let me step out real quick and I like pick it up from Andrew because it's like random that Andrew called me in the middle of the day. And then I pick up and I talk to Andrew and like as you guys all listen to the show, you know how Andrew sounds. It was like a uh, complete one one eighty and like opposite of what Andrew sound like. And I was like, Are you okay, dude? And he's like, uh, no. 
So I can't even eat Doritos. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no but like those yeah. Doritos are amazing. Yeah, that's they why are they're, d- they're that's why they're specifically out on the yeah. table. I'm so rude. This is a real moment, but I'm like no, eating Doritos chips. But and it's shit. our own fault. We've got a lot of snacks are. and dips. Yeah, this is who we are. Until like I'm like here, he's like, nah, I'm not alright. And I was like, uh, let me call you back once this meeting is over. So and like Steven said to himself, like, yeah, all right, let me call let me call Andrew. And then Steven said, Yeah, yeah. Andrew's calling and pick up the phone as Steven. <laughs> but it's true though. That's, like, <laughs> because I know. Always talk to yourself. But that's exactly it. It's like uh, I could call Steven at any frame of mind and it would probably be like, Oh, I can probably smell if something's weird about this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's you know what I mean? it's like several Stevens talking to each other. But yeah. you know that's just the way Stephen works. Uh, anyway, wow. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the seventh Stephen. <laughs> but anyway, like I wrap up the meeting, I give Andrew a call back, and like Andrew like calls me. He's like, "Dude, I gotta take some time off. Like I've, I thought I died yesterday. I thought I had a panic attack, and so like." It's not even like the weight of that being on me. It's like my friend's in trouble. And like I literally had no answer or any way to fix it. And I was just like, I had to listen. And I was like, yeah, dude, take all the time you need. Whatever you need from me, I'm here for you. And so like I think, yeah, like a lot of us like being off, it's like us, as we've talked about, us getting ourselves and to check and balancing ourselves out. And so, Andrew, if you don't mind sharing that, like, going to what happened. Yeah, Yeah, no, I think, like, the general theme here is, like, it's crazy how much can happen in a small amount of time because right around the time that we, like, we took a little break and what happened for me was I was allowing things uh, more so in, like, my line of work to sort of build up over time. And, like, we're, we're all there. We're all at the same age that you can neglect to an extent, like what your day-to-day is and who you are but then after a while that builds up so i had a moment where i thought i was having an honest to god heart attack when i was like going to dinner with my brother and in that moment i made peace with the idea that like dude you're about to die like you're this is it say your peace i said to my brother like hey man sorry this is how it is in an extent like hey we're at 21st and fucking fifth ave sorry i'm gonna die did you see and anything like in that moment or like the songs no, that no, no, <laughs> no 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 but like, no maybe, that's a maybe, real shit no like, but like maybe honestly this is a way for people to like understand because i had never had any inclination of stress or paranoia or panic before this moment or how you showed people and in like. the in the span of five minutes i went from the tingly hairs on your chest feeling to like a, a tight left arm to be like, Oh, I'm having a heart attack. Like it was clear as day. Like I'm having a heart attack. And in the five minutes I was able to be like, Hey, call an ambulance. Like let's, this is serious. I made peace with the idea that like, Hey, you're about to die. And then when you wake up in the hospital and like, Hey, not only is your heart. Okay you're just letting shit build up it's it's something clicks it's like all right i've neglected a part of myself that's important and you know you compartmentalize things to a degree when like you're having fun you have co-workers that are the same way you are like there isn't a need sometimes to talk about what's most important because day to day you feel so open and honest but this was something that sort of creeped up and hit me in a way that i wasn't ready for so that happens i take i like leave whatever the situation i was in and then about three to four weeks after that happens my mom we found out has alzheimer's and dementia which just sort of steps up whatever this next chapter is in all of our lives in our family 
But the subsequent time since has actually been kind of amazing because we've been able to focus on first making sure that she's happy, she's healthy, and she's like and in you're a happy, great environment. And, and you're good. Dude, I'm myself again. Yeah. That's that's been the silver lining in all of yeah. this is since like this incident happened, me being able to be me feels better than ever. Wow. Like I have I've always had my friends close to me, but you know. When you hit a point in your life when you're so comfortable being yourself, what's the point of addressing it with your f closest friends? Yeah. Things that bother you. So in the time since, I've been able to like make sure my mom's in a good clinical trial, so she's doing great. I've been closer to my friends than I've ever been, and I'm more open being able to be like, hey, shit's a little weird right now. Yeah. And people are able to talk about it besides just being like, Oh, sorry to hear that. You no, know what I mean? What's important there, too, is I, uh, what I value is the honesty there. Because, yeah. again, sharing that experience, you're not the only person who's gone through that. You know, and yeah. not, not that I've gone through a panic attack, but I mean, we I know the way that you work from just speaking with you. And I know that you take your job very seriously. Steven, same. Dom, same. You know, we all are young professionals yeah, and we don't fuck around. So it's like true. There's been days that I've been at work. I'm sure like I don't even know if I could diagnose a panic attack. But because of because you bring this this information to me, it's yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, let me be more aware of this. Straight, yeah, exactly. I feel like we're just so unaware of our our just Health in general, yeah, yeah, one true. being in the in yeah. Doesn't, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because we're just like, oh, we're invincible. Go, 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 like, go, go, go. Yeah. When you, when you, when you just, when you're hopping out of your twenties and you're just like, yeah, I'm used to raging and partying and I could do this and that, and it's like, okay, now let's let's throw that, let's throw a little bit of management on top of that. Well, and I think <laughs> that, I think that is back to to what the moral of this entire podcast is, though. It's it's a transition for us to understand that. We're at the pinnacle of becoming adults, and oh, we are adults, but we're just yeah. we're transitioning into understanding that we are. And adults. that's what I say. <laughs> yeah. and, and, no, ownership exactly. of the idea, and, yeah. and that's to me when I say the pinnacle of it, because in a lot of our mind states, especially for the five listeners that are listening to us right now, shout out to what, you guys, yeah, to you, you, the you, five. and you, <laughs> and your, your cousin and your best friend too. Mm -hmm. um, it's really how do you position yourself in where you are at this moment you know yeah. we're at the end of our 20s going into our 30s or in our 30s and understanding that especially in major metropolitan areas as well as moments where you're the pillar in your respect communities whether it be your friends and your family your crew your crew right the people you hold down there's a, a moment of being selfless and being selfish and yeah, i think true. that for all of us um speaking to these different situations and these stories, it's not us saying like, yo, be selfish. Yo, be selfless. Think about yourself. Right. Think about all that is about you. It ain't that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's learning about a balance between all that shit because right. you're only as good as your team. True. Right? true. You're only as good true. as who you are as a person yeah. uh, to, to be able to dialogue in this sense. And I think that that is back to the fact why we haven't had a show for the past two months because we've needed to figure out who the fuck we are to go on a mic and talk to young motherfuckers as about a, yeah, what real true, yeah. shit looks like. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, sure. 
That shit is not, it's not easy yeah. to talk about and it's not it's easy not. shit. Yeah. It's, not. it's not easy to talk about, but it's not easy shit to dialogue. It's not easy to, to preface in a way that people will understand those things. Right. Yeah. But we are adults. We are kids at heart. And you're not going through it by yourself. Exactly. 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 So it's like, yeah, that's something like I've really had to learn. Like I can talk about all the accomplishments. But then at the same time, I have to talk about, like, the negative things. Like, I have to talk about the things that, like, my mom goes through. Like, my mom was sick and, like, in the hospital having heart surgery. And, like, I had to come to terms with that. It was, like, I had to open up and share what was going on with me. So that way I could, I didn't have to, I could stop being stoic and, like, not sharing that stuff. Right. And then I had to learn to be, like, yo, I have friends who care about me and who want to help me. And I could vent and release that. And that way I'm not carrying that burden on my own. And, yeah. like, it's just a maturity that I had to reach. Not that I wasn't mature, but it's about an openness that I had to kind of come to. It was right. like, yo, yeah. you have other people and you can share more about yourself. You don't necessarily have to always be the breadwinner. You can kind of be like, you can kind of be like, um, you could be cool. Like you can fail as the breadwinner. Yeah. And I think like. Because your friends are going to pick you up. Exactly. Your gonna and pick I think like once I learned that and once I started trusting like, yo, I have friends, I have love, I have friends, I have family, I have plenty of loved ones who have my back. I don't have to be guarded and like constantly just having to pull this boulder by myself like there's friends who help me then like i think that helped me a lot over the last few months and it's funny like uh like i had my mom go through that uh all her surgeries and like all the shit she was going through and then like i started opening up and like people i thought would support me weren't supporting me but then maybe i didn't give them enough to support and so it was weird but then at the same time after all that happened and everything got smoothed out my life has kind of been on an upward trend. I know it ebbs and flows in terms of life, but as the more I've learned to like be open and like just talking and just like being who I am, it's like it's been very beneficial because like now I know I can be open about my mistakes, open about what I'm insecure wow. about, open about what my goals are, and then now it just takes me to another level of being who I am and who I hope to be. And to the point that you just made, I think it's it's the experience of being able to be with you guys and my friends allows me to feel more comfortable talking about it because of maybe the six people that know about all this, yeah. three of them are in the room right now. Yeah, right so on. that's been an amazing part of like, especially this podcast. It's mm -hmm. like, all right, well, it allows you to reevaluate what your base is. And it's like, I need to include my friends in this. Yeah, like yeah. I need to be able to not only tell my friends, but the people that I can share with, which is basically this podcast, what the fuck's going on in my life? Yeah, and it, and it definitely, like, just within the hour and a half that we had before this conversation, yeah. just makes everything known that like, Dude, shit's gonna be great regardless because you surround yourself with such an amazing group of people right. that regardless of the wave, there's plenty of people there to catch it with. You. And know that nice. you're not you're not fucking alone. Never. Yeah. And I Never think that ever. I think that's a, a great segue to what we're gonna talk about for the rest of the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Right. It's it's about why we like the shit that we like. Yeah. Why we like we watch it, we will watch the music we listen to. And why we friends. Exactly. You feel exactly. Me? Why? Yo, and, and, and back to the fucking thesis of this entire podcast, why we are 20 something, 30 something living in New York. Who's 20 here? I Andrew. am 28. Are you? Wait. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 28. So maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> no, we'll change that. Yeah, maybe it's like, <laughs> wait, am I? This maybe. past October wasn't my year, but yeah. like we're we're 28. Yeah. We're maybe over. it should I be called you, like 
early adulthood. Yeah. Yeah, dysfunctional adults living the, in New York yes, City. Dysfunctional exactly. yeah. adults. Teenage living in New York City. What is it? Chicken soup for the semi-adult soul. Yes. Yeah, so with the soda yeah. on the side. <laughs> with a, with, soda on the yo, side. With a diet soda, though, because we ain't trying to, you know, <laughs> you feel me? Like, y'all get it? Y'all my, get my, it. Mine actually yes. might be LaCroix. Oh no, was it LaCroix? Hey, what are you talking about? Anyway. Whiskey and soda on the side. Lacoste? No, what's the shit? Not LaCroix. What's the fucking and soda water? What? Soda water? LaCroix. LaCroix. La yeah. Oh, that's how you La say it? LaCroix. Anyways, me. so this podcast <laughs> you is went to about- You like French school. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's about people going into adulthood drinking LaCroix. With their uh, friends. In, in yeah. red words. With their friends. Uh-huh, so shit. the rest of the episode, uh, I hope that gives you guys a, a sneak peek into what we're going to speak to. What? It's all about why we like what the fuck we like. Why we watch what we like. Why why we fucking fuck with the music we fuck with? It's all because of this first segment. Mm-hmm. So, you what we should do together as a group, uh, as a celebration, and as, actually as a real moment. Exactly. Yo, everybody. Yo, Cheers real quick. Cheers. It's Cheers early, up. but pull up Cheers. for us. Pull up. Pull up. This is Ayanya, Fix My Life, um, Friday Night Whiskey Edition. Yes, guys. So we started out at the top of the show. We like talked about the fact that um, I'm a professor now. So I kind of want to go a, a bit of a deeper dive into what the fuck they mean by that. PhD? Uh, not necessarily mm. a PhD. He got a master's. He ain't got no master's. I'm gonna get a master's. Oh, you gonna get it. I'm gonna get a master's. I'm gonna get a master's. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I think that I think that Steven's love for Dr. Love has brought him to this moment. Yes. Uh shout out to Dr. Love, treating patients all out through all out of Florida. Accusations are merely accusations. Like fit. But um, recently, I know what? we've been talking. Yeah, that made absolutely no sense. Healthy and fit. <laughs> no, but it kind of did. It kind of yeah, did. We got did. it. You know what? It's it's shout to the shout to the uh, bullet bourbon. Accusations are just accusations. Exactly. Yep. Uh, shout to the bullet bourbon in uh, seventeen ninety two. Wait, and the French onion dip. Seventeen thirty eight. you just said and dip, 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 dip. That's what you just said. But anyway, like um, we've I'm been sure talking about the last few two three months, and over the last two three months. There's been a show on FX called Atlanta uh, by Donald Glover that I've literally fell in love with. And um, it was the subject of what I went to uh, George Mason University and taught a guest lecture about. I taught a guest lecture in uh, magical realism with inside the show. And um, just watching the show from the first episode in the previous segment, we talked about a lot about finding ourselves and just kind of be comfortable with who we are and just being able to relate that and share that with our friends and loved ones. Um, so within the show Atlanta, the main character within the show is this character called Earn, played by Donald Glover. And from the first episode, I saw him and I was like, holy shit, that's me. And like in the first episode, when you see Donald Glover, he's like literally lost. And I know like for a lot of people that might seem like Dom's laughing at me because she's no, chewing, she's no. chewing Cool Ranch. She's fucking up chips. Fuck up some commas. But, um... <laughs> They're good chips. Yeah, they're awesome chips. Cause we've been eating them I never that. realized how good Doritos were. Until no, they're it bomb. also wouldn't be Friday Night Whiskey without snacks. It's but true. That's it, it, the it unsung the hero. Crunch. I used to love Doritos growing up, but damn, I forgot about how good they were. 
Yeah, keep so talking while I shoot ex- shit. Excuse my brunch. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to be that. No, excuse your ranch. Mm. You feel me? <laughs> you see my dad. Mm. Go ahead, oh. Stephen. I'm chewing the shit. But anyway, I saw Donald Glover's character of Ern. And, like, he was this kid who was just moping around and just kind of lost. And, like, I saw the shit. And, like, it wasn't necessarily spelled out that he was lost and that what happened to him. You actually don't know what happens to the dude. But it was just, like, I saw the kid and I was like, I know that fucking person because that's me. And I was like, he's lost. He's trying to figure out his place in the world. And I think <coughs> I saw him as like, <coughs> you good? Yeah, I'm dying. It's his Cool Ranch, <laughs> Cool Ranch Doritos, Tasty <laughs> Chips, <laughs> brought to you by Nabisco. <laughs> <laughs> These snacks are dangerous. Yeah, but anyway, I saw this character. <laughs> 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 I saw him and I was like, holy shit. And the more and more I watch Atlanta, <coughs> Cool Ranch Doritos, some try water. some. Get, Get in a store near you. Um, Get them in some water. <laughs> but anyway, I saw his character and I was like, holy shit. The more and more, every episode that passed, I was like, that's fucking me. That's fucking me. And that's fucking me. And then finally, like in the seventh episode, sorry for the spoilers, but Ern goes to a club and he absolutely hates it. And, like, if anyone knows me, and Dom has invited us to, what's that club on the corner of, like, fucking Uncle Canal? Street, yeah. I hate that shit. Ooh, house. I, house. I hate that I house. Hate that I hate shit. that club, and I hate clubs in general so fucking much. That's when we were there. We both said that shit. Like, yeah, and, like, I like I hate going to clubs, and I just saw Ern's face and, like, just everything he was going through. And, I was like, it just came to a realization. I was like, that is fucking me. And the more and more I watched the show, I was like, that is me. And it's just kind of earnest, like this super earnest character, and it's earnest. Oh, wow, no pun. Wait, wait no, that's, but that's, that's what it, that's what it's supposed to be. Earn, earnest. That's yeah, I know, name. but the way that you okay, never mind. My bad. Carry on, carry on. My bad. Also, Donald Glover has a song named Earn. Yeah, on his exactly. Pass album. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. New record is fire. You are in. And like uh, Donald Glover, Charles Gambino, he was always like this guy peripherally. Because he did, me. I get it. Like oh. he wasn't, he oh. wasn't like a. A rapper that I necessarily loved because, like, I fuck with Few Future, I fuck with Quavo, like the greatest rapper of all First time. First of all, let's keep it one hundred. Like when we started to watch Atlanta, we was like Donald Glover. Like, yeah, it's really? true. Like yeah. Charles like Gambino. I'm like you're whack, bro. Nobody listened. Like, I wasn't like, listen like that. Any yeah, old shit. Yeah, it was, it was, that was you too. You're whack as fuck. Yeah, yeah it was like haters. It was like no, this is for like kids no, in college who are like super liberal. I and, like, saw have his a, ass live in London, like, yeah. and I was like. Man, I need to leave. Like that, Yo, that's what I if, felt if like. I if I can be honest, the only thing that brought me into Atlanta was like two weeks before it. Flume was posting a ton that he did a bunch and of audio for it, yeah. and I was like, oh shit, this dude did a bunch of audio for the show. And unbeknownst to me, the show was well beyond the scope yeah. of how good I thought yeah. the show was going to be. Like, so Atl- like Atlanta is perfect, yeah. and I think that that's exactly a, a, a true testament to showing different moments of who you are as a person. Because if we think about Donald Glover is Josh Gambino and then a producer director. It's like, mm-hmm. bruh, uh, I don't like this moment in your life. Uh, I'm I'm cool. But I actually like I didn't like Donald no, Glover. I didn't I I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't. I actually like, did I not. I didn't watch Community, but yeah. his previous album Because of the Internet. I like that album. I, thought it was really I good. did not. Like I just, I, like it's one of those. Two thousand and five. Would love that song. No, I like that not. song actually. Really? I do. I do. No, I, I, I also not. like that song. But like he was just like and one the song with Janae. He did two songs with Janae that were that's like, fine. Damn. But, but we she, talked Big about Sean even, did a whole album with her. Now he's what? like 
Big Sean did a whole album with her. Why are you talking about Sean though? Because boy, it's not about him. Boy, 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 but but like just even like he was someone that I really paid a little attention to. But as I watched the show, he like illustrated a character that I felt was me, or like just reflected my values and who I was as a person trying to figure out who I was in the world. You a broke ass nigga trying to get on? <laughs> it's true. Shit, I'm from the projects. I don't like really like. It was like one of those. I, so I think like when I went to ESPN, like I was making a lot of money. I was living in like a luxury building and all that stuff, and I never felt like whole or complete. And like there was like a part of me like where I felt like I had. Um, not necessarily sold out because it wasn't that I sold out, but it felt like I had left what I was to become something else that I wasn't. And then in the first episode, you see Donald Glover, he's back from Yale. And it's very much, it's not necessarily spelt out, but it seems very much like he left who he was at um, in Atlanta to go to Yale to strive for something. And when he got to Yale, he didn't, and Yale, oddly enough, is up where um, fucking ESPN is. Connecticut. Uh, yeah, right in New Haven. And where, where I was living, and then he went there, and it was like he didn't fit in, and like this wasn't what this wasn't everything you strive for to become. Because once you got everything you always strive for and became, it was like, oh, this is bullshit. Now I say, yeah, it's bullshit. It's not who you are, and it doesn't reflect your values. And then you start to re- you start to come back, and you start to think, yo, what are my values? And I think I had like maybe a two year struggle where I had to figure out what who I was and what like was important to me. And so I think. I kind of came to that prior to watching the show, but then watching the show further cemented like, oh, okay, what you did wasn't something, a crazy Steven experience. It was like a very humanizing, normal experience that everyone goes through. Mm. And so in watching the show, and then I started to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, there's a very particular scene at, oh, very particular, maybe closing five minutes. And I think it's kind of always who I am and who I envision and hope to be. Like he gives his uh, baby mother like all the money he's earned. He just like here, take this. He literally keeps enough money for him to be walk and live by, and he like walks on like a long road listening to Outcast. And I've like done that walk. In best my life. episode. Yeah, and yeah, I that's best closing episode. part of the episode. even yeah, as a woman, amazing. it's the best episode. And like in my life, I've done that walk. Was so that me and you? Fucking they play me and yeah, you. Yeah, they play Elevators. Elevators. Woo. And so like I, Elevators is literally my favorite song of all time. And so Outcast song. it's the first song that I knew all the words to. Yes, and, I know. and so I like I remember he was doing that, and like it was fucking literally blowing my mind as he's walking. And it was one of those things where it's like. That's me And it was like It was so tangible And he literally Went to go live In his storage unit And like I always joke With my friends Like I literally Want to retire In a favela In like Brazil I want to live in a hut I don't want anything I just want my family To be happy And like It was just very much That uh, absence of wanting things It's just You want people to be happy And like It was so earnest in it Like where His name again Is Earn But it's just like The earnestness of it It's like I don't really want much I just want Fucking people to be happy And I want to figure out Who I am And so that was something I really related to About the show And like That's something That kind of led me To want to You know I want to teach a class On the show Because I felt like It showed like A different angle Of the black experience Where it wasn't Necessarily a black experience It was just a humanizing Experience of what life is And the different angles And different ways People view shit and I think that that's exactly what we discuss within our respecting communities, you know. And I'm not a, a black woman, you know. I'm. You're not? But your hair is laid. I mean, that's because I. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but but in all honesty, you know, there's a there's a moment with understanding uh, these visuals and how they affect you as a person, and it's not even just about being black. It's not even just about living in the jets. It's not even about any of that shit. It's just uh, adapting and understanding why these types of visuals actually make sense for you. And I stand behind Steven in saying that those moments because I have never experienced certain things that have happened in this show, but I can take pieces away from who Ernest is a character, who Darius is as a character, and look to myself and be like, you know what? I haven't lived in Atlanta. What's his girl's name? I'm sorry. The mini uh, Van. Van. Uh-huh. And, and like, I, like I told the boys before, thank you, Ren. I understand where Van comes from, yeah. right? Yeah. As not even just a black woman, but as a fucking woman. Yeah, no, sure. We've talked about this show before. Yeah. We talked about it when... Um, Closer. I'm sorry. We talked about this show before. We talked about this... I believe it was the last episode that we did. Yeah. Uh, when Gerard was on, um, but we we talked about it in the sense that from the understanding of the the first two episodes that we watched, right? Because only two episodes that were yeah, out at well, the time, yeah. right? And I think I think I actually watched one of the second or first episodes here with yeah. you, Andrew, yeah. Um, and that was my first introduction to the show. Um, and that was before I realized Stephen the magic realism behind yeah. it. I mean, it, it's introduced in the first episode when 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 Darius is like, I feel like I've had deja vu, and he talks about the dog. He's like, yeah. There's a dog gonna be over there, right? And that's like the the instance where you where if if you're if you're aware of of um, you know magic realism and 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 that type of aspect or those those devices rather, um, that's 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 the it introduces it to you immediately. The show automatically just throws you right into it. Yeah. And then it carries on throughout the each episode and then it gets into like I mean the show just It captures you, yeah. I, I, I don't I wanna say metastasize because that's not a word that I, I wanna use, but it like it becomes like the show is I just think about how like the show like the one episode in particular when the commercials are actually a part of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was amazing. That, yeah, that was fucking amazing. episode is insane, yeah. bro. Um, but the show take it's so dynamic because it actually breaks. Uh, what is it? The fourth wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that episode breaks the fourth wall in the sense that you think you believe that it's commercials, right? You yeah. believe that you're yep. outside of the episode. You believe that we're done with the episode and now we're just sitting here, something is just being sold to you, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're, it's not that at all. It's, it breaks the fourth wall in that sense. I've never seen a commercial break the fourth wall. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever seen something like that. And that was, it was I feel like every time I watch a show, I, I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> and I'm also um, shocked by whatever uh, new device or information that they, they've presented to us because it's, they, don't, they don't keep this, 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 the, the consistent archetype of this character is supposed to be this yeah. or this is what's going to happen in the episode. There's always a fucking twist. And it's, it's something that yeah. challenges. It challenges you, yeah. you in your brain every time. And that's why like I'm literally, if people walked by my apartment while I'm watching this show, they will hear me screaming yeah. because there's parts where I'm just like, I'll, I'm sure it's silent at one moment. And then if someone walks by at the right time, I'm just screaming. I'm like, ah! Yeah. Because like, it's, it's like, 
it's so like it catches me so off guard. Yeah. And it's not that you're like on the edge of your seat. You're just just so caught off guard. Like hilarious. Yeah. That's like it just because like how did yeah. you know that? Like, yeah. How did you know that? But it's yeah. genius. But it's, but that's exactly why why it comes back to to the the moment that it's a humanizing type of series. Absolutely. Like, and and I feel like that's why. It, some people are scared to watch it. Why some people are, are more open to watching it mm-hmm. because it's prefaced in a way that this is what it looks like. It's a rapper that produced the show, directed the show. It's a moment in Atlanta. Well, not even a rapper. I mean, he's more than a rapper. He, but that's what I'm saying, though. Roger even, that he was just yeah. an no, NYU but, student producer but that's exactly what i'm saying from when writer. i didn't even like watching the show in the beginning of it because i knew him as being a whack ass like, oh, oh, child like, hey, oh dude, no exactly. not fucking with that but that, that goes that goes back to exactly what we spoke with in the show you know there are moments that we have to understand there are different layers to everybody and to every creative moment and the show itself is amazing yeah. And it's not even a, just about the fact that it's about a rapper and it's about his cousin that broke out the hood to go to a good school mm. and went to the set in the third and made himself uh, valuable in his community with his family, all that shit. The real fucking shit is that, and let's strip away, close your eyes and read this story. It's the same shit that real motherfuckers go through every yeah, day. Yeah, it's right. true. It's super The true. only thing that makes it different right now is because of the fact that it's put in front of you in a moment that's captivating an audience. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're from Atlanta. Watch this show. I'm black. Watch this show. I am brown. Watch this show. Yeah. I live in a metropolitan city. Watch this fucking yeah. show. The real shit is let's like not even close your eyes. Bring the dialogue to anybody else that doesn't even know where Atlanta is. Yeah. What the storyline is. That's the most fucking important part. The, the the thing that brought me into Atlanta initially was that I had heard a number of the episodes were directed by Hiro Mirai, mm-hmm. who was the director for uh, Bauer's video yeah. with uh, um, uh, novelist and Likey Lee 47. Yeah, Bauer! Like, yeah, did, Likey he, Lee! But, but Hiro did a ton of episodes for the show, which really, like grounded the visual aesthetic of it. Like, yeah. say what you... Like, beyond Atlanta's... Uh, creative aspect it's gorgeous like it is it is a show that is independently gorgeous and is production wise perfect so whatever framework of conversation happens underneath it you're witnessing a beautiful show and that has been one of the best parts I think of this whole thing is like Atlanta has not only been a creatively independent show but like it looks Perfect, yeah. and it is so itself in its element. Well, they made they instead of oh that seventeen ninety two. Instead of this is the interesting part about the show is instead of it taking place in Atlanta, they've made the city of Atlanta a character. It's very almost much like so. the way that yeah. it's always sunny in Philadelphia makes Philly yeah, an yeah. Un, yeah. unspoken character. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but every every show that makes sense for any walk of life is is really understanding where these characters come from. Ooh, Dom, I need to come clean. So I think the last time we spoke about this show, the last episode, I was um, pretty dismissive of Van, right? 
Oh, oh, can, can we can I, we go back to this real quick because I, I mean, got a great I, I conversation got something to that's say. about to unfold. I, I got was, something to fucking say. For I was real. really dismissive of that, and he was all my because, ass about this. And shit. then, and, and then, then yeah. two episodes later, they yep. had an episode and it was strictly Van. And you know what? She's the shit. Okay, can can, can, we go? Can, I, can I tell you can why? Yeah, yeah, can I please, say please. why? Incredible character. Okay, the episode of. That that was Van's episode specifically, episode and six. also and also the I mean the episode the the Juneteenth episode was pretty much about her yeah. too, um, but Van, her character is so dynamic and 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 so um, unstructured, but so uh, I want to say. Um, Beautiful, but I don't want to it's use complex. these words. It's complex. It's, it's yeah. complex. She's layered, complex, and and she's just. I I realized in the one episode that they that, that it was strictly about her. I realized that like she's so dynamic, and and she is a pivotal part, and she is very essential to to Ern's character. Um, that I don't think that Ern would be the character that he is without her. I, I, so, that's a thousand percent true. I'm going to let you talk. Yeah. But that she, is a thousand she 100% percent true. She 100% even, I mean, we don't speak about the, the daughter, but the daughter is the anchor, but Van is yeah, very much, much the anchor. Van is the anchor. For Ern. And that's why Ern is Dumb. very much like, you can have whatever the fuck you exactly. want. And he doesn't say it like that. And I'm sorry like, I was dismissive about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but he's like very much, and I'll let you go next time. He's very much like, here is all the money. Go do whatever. I got something post on, but Dom, you, give me you, have, like, you have a yeah, recollection about yeah, this. Yeah, you give me everything that needs to be great. I do. And, you know, I, I think that this is a conversation that I have with the boys repeatedly, right? There, There's moments where we feel like the male character in every situation, whether it be real life or in a television show or in the media. Ooh, shout out to real life. That fucking media. shout out. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the man does X, Y, and Z. And when we started watching Atlanta as a group, the first thing I said to them when them, meaning Rand, Steven, and Andrew. They. Yes. <laughs> them. 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 I told them in the very beginning, Van is a pivotal part to this entire series. And I love that Rand said that shit. And shout out to the two women that are watching this show. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah. Feel me? What's up, That's Gabby y'all. and Stacey? Hey, ladies. Um, this shit is important, right? And I feel not only just for myself, but even for this episode and this series and from what it's talking about is the women actually are sometimes the strongest characters and the, the, the heroes in different situations. Because regardless of how you see how Ern walks through his shit, how Darius walks through his mm-hmm. shit, Van still stands tall, gets her shit done, pays the motherfucking bills, takes care of their child. Their, their children, mm. their child, Chillings. together. Yeah. Together, though, that's the thing. Includes him in everything and still does what she has to do as a woman. Yeah. My favorite, so my, my favorite part from that show, and I shared this with my girlfriend, we watched it together, was Van in her episode that was focused on her saying that, like, you think there isn't a time that I haven't ignored his calls because my tongue was wrapped on another guy? It was like, it was empowering the female perspective of, like, you Thank are you, a Andrew. person. Yeah. Thank you. You should own what the fuck you. you want because that's what makes the relationship special. Exactly. Like, you yeah. are your own self, but when you 
offer it to someone else, like earn in this situation. That's what makes it special. And it was a dynamic for a character that I haven't seen before. It was like this girl is not only gorgeous, smart, but she owns who she is, and, and that but, is amazing. So fun. And, but at, at, so at fun. the same time, though. And I hate to be a feminist in a perspective because you know what real We're shit I feminists. am. I'm feminist, and I'm feminist. Here you are. You are first making that statement. You, just, yeah. you are. I'm not a feminist. I don't. I'm like Anyways, everybody. I'm not a rapper. Sit your ass down. I don't my put moment. myself sit down. in any is. Sit down. I'm not a rapper. Moment. Give Dom the stage. It's my moment. Go ahead, boo. We are we are built in, in this world because of what we learn from love. And what you learn from lumb is what you get from lumb. Love. Lumb. Lumb. So many people use <laughs> your name. That's not the word. Lumb. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Great. But real shit, though, you can never take away from what love looks like. And love is the form of woman. No matter what. Issues she may encounter, the Venus. things that the, the things that she may do, and real shit, y'all laughing don't even want to come to the mic. That's what shows what the fuck it is, no, right? No, like, it's true. What are you no, talking no, about? No, no we're not. I'm, I'm no, laughing. Dom's right though. And Andrew, right. Andrew, can I get this moment real quick? Yeah, don't Go ahead, keep going. It, the it. moment that I said that women keep going. We can do the littlest things that y'all do, but still do shit that y'all don't understand. Like, hold on. Pay the bills, cradle children, yep. hold you down when you in the motherfucking dirt. Mm. You still do what you do. Mm. And oh. we're the second thought. And Preach. mind you, mind you, the second thought is exactly what you just did. We have to come back after um two months of being off the motherfucking air for you to understand how important that character was. Tabernacle. No, but like you're right though. It's like. Van Van has roots in reality no, beyond not, what we give her credit on, for. Time, time. Like as I, far as being a mom and a person, exactly. and, and, a tangible and again, person. Um, you guys didn't see this, but Steven looked at me and goes, Ren's still not listening. Ren what? Ren is still not listening. You're not you know listening. You Y'all need right? to calm down. One, okay, Steven, stop. Don't even do that. Okay. <laughs> because one, I came clean and I and I and I realized the faults in my ways and the faults in my beliefs about that also means paying attention. That means paying attention. Dom, I be paying attention. But he's self aware. He's admitting to his faults. You're like look, don't use the thesis for the show to, to be a crutch for you. This the thesis aces. No, but like is there not a better homage to the intention of the show than someone like Randy? There like, is. Yo, so, I fucked so up. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one thing before we segue into the next show that we're gonna fucking talk about because this makes total sense. Yep. Van is a pitiful part about this show, just like Darius is. Darius is a self-aware, I know who the fuck I am kind of guy, no matter what experience he's going through. Erm knows who he is and is also accountable for what he's done. But if you look at any character in this whole show, Van is still sit still and yeah. has held her shit down, no matter what happened. Do you guys remember the episode about all about her, where yeah. she? squeezed her baby's Diaper. pea juice because she for one time in her life was able to let loose the urn of the shit every fucking day. Yeah. It's every true. single no, day. It's true. I shit. agree a thousand percent. 
Earn gets high with his cousin and shit. They do what they do every motherfucking day. And for one time, Van's about to walk into her school where she's an educator, a leader as a woman. She got to deal with badass Tobias. And has one moment where she wants to just be her. And is resourceful and shit. Yeah. And, And really, though, she has one episode in the whole fucking series to talk about how important she is. That's a whole nother friend at Whiskey Show. But you know what? You raised a great point. It's like, I think Van was one of the most thought out, amazing characters that delved most into what all of us deal with, which is love, trust, and the sort of giving that you are in a relationship. Because throughout the entire series, we've seen a character dealing with circumstances at her doorstep but once we see the full picture yeah, yeah sure and and that's the thing it's like we see the woman matched with temptation Thank like you. yeah go through this but i own it but it doesn't affect who i am it's and she still gets women. shit done keeps exactly. her fucking job yeah pays the fucking bills and i'm sorry after the episode happened Ernie comes to her and gives her the shit that actually she had been doing yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So she wasn't even she's asking the for perfect it. woman. Yeah. Wait, what are we talking about? Woman. Monies? She no, he get like. I think it's just money though. That's what I'm saying though. That episode, he wasn't in the episode. The no, next no, episode, the next, he's in there. He's he, in the episode, but then in the final episode, he gave point, her money. He gave her like all his money, and it's not monetarily that it's important, right? It's, it's like, the fact that he recognizes what she what has she, done. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, yeah. to me, like, Van is my favorite Facts. character because, yeah. and like me saying, like, I feel like I'm Earned. I want to throw Earn my isn't my, right Earn now. isn't my favorite character like, because I feel like Van is probably like, Van isn't like a supermodel. Van isn't all this, this stuff. This fool Steven said Van is his favorite character. No, after, is, after he just said, but who, who did he say he? he I said, but you know what? If he's earned, then I can understand the exactly. band would be his favorite. Because so, Ren, if you were listening, you see, Dom, he's still Van not listening. Van is perfect. Dom, he's still not listening. Uh, Steve, stop doing he's this. He's still not listening, Steve, though. Stop That's trying what's to divide us. It, no, I'm not you dividing us. I'm really not, tired of this I, division. The, but you know what? I'm like, talking, listen, we're I, doing this for the community, and okay. you're not listening. I'm trying to do this for the culture. Can I finish my point, Ren? You need to listen to the kids. Can I finish my pen? You need to listen to the kids. What I'm saying is. Van is my favorite character because as Earn, Van is the person I would want to be around. She's the one who would like support me and who I am and who I need to be. Ladies. My Mercedes. My Mercedes. True like Van, Van, is, Van is the I can't stand this dude, bro. optimum, loyal, best friend you could hope for. So, so, Yo, so that your man is crazy. So that, that said, I think this is a great segue into our our next favorite show. Yes. What's because, the next favorite show? Um, insecure. Insecure. <laughs> Why you so insecure? So yeah, insecure takes place in L.A. Issa Rae is a thirty-something living in L.A. Has a boyfriend. Has these friends relationships. She works for a nonprofit, and it's all about. Her awkward life, her awkward life being a black woman uh, working and kind of parallels what we, we all are experiencing now. And I want to actually take it back because it's not even about her just being black. It's just relationships and people, people's relationships in their 30s. Um, and the funniest thing about the show is that 
What's the funniest thing about the show? I think the funniest thing about the show is the way real interactions are played out and how close to the heart they can really be for the audience because it, it, it runs this line of either being too true or abstract where you could either be entirely hit by it close right. to the heart or you're trying to figure out what the fuck are they trying to say. And that almost, that almost has to do with what your experiences are. Because right. if you haven't been in that scenario that they're trying to replicate, you don't get it. But once you've been in it, the language of it is so unspoken that you can really fall into the language of the show easily. The show is very casual because of that. And that and the, the thing that dif- differentiates the show from Atlanta is, is one, Stephen, the magic realism. There's, there's a lack of that, right? So it's just straight. I, I want to say that like it's... it's it's realistic, but it's just a comedy, right? So it parallels like a curb. There's points where there's moments where <coughs> you go back to Issa Rae's awkwardness. Um, but I think what's really important is the the female friendship dynamic in the show. Yep. And I think, Dom, you could speak about that. Yeah, absolutely. Issa Rae, first and foremost, uh, being a director for, for this this show on such a special network is, first and foremost, the, the biggest thing, right? She's touching on a subject with being not only awkward, but being black. Mm. And as a woman, I understand the dynamic of of what this show feels like to people that are watching it. You know, it's two-dimensional, first and foremost, right? You compare Atlanta to Insecure, and Atlanta, to your point, has a very, uh, it's, it's it's a magical dialogue in character development and all that stuff. But insecure is just really what the fuck you see. Mm. And that's not a bad thing. You know, it's not. And I think the people that are educated that understand where Issa comes from and understands what it feels like to be in a dynamic with women that are struggling with different things. You got your girl that's married that is struggling with the fact that she's married and tries to be down with her chicks. The other girl that wants to be fucking married, but doesn't know how to work with understanding that she's single and trying to find who she is as a person. You got Kelly, who just is fucking Kelly. You know what I mean? Like, she's down with this shit. She likes music. She rages. She knows who the fuck she is. She's very similar to Darius in Atlanta. She's very dumb. She's very dumb. Yes. And she's, and then you have Issa, who is self-aware, just like Ern is. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to disagree with you a bit there. And not just because, like, I feel like I'm earned. There's, like, one thing about, I like, Issa's my favorite character in Insecure. I feel like, but also, I feel like Issa's a bit immature and selfish. Earn is shit to earn is. Okay, you're right. Earn is no, they're, they're, he's yeah. immature and selfish no, as well. But, but yeah. I think that that's exactly what the dynamic yeah. of these two shows are, mm-hmm. though, because Atlanta doesn't serve the purpose that Insecure does. Yeah, sure. You, you can't right, put true. these two shows in the same pond. You can't. Sure. Yeah. True, At but all. also, you you would never sign up to a show if the main character wasn't flawed. So what oh, you yeah. what you see, the, 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 what, the tie that binds here is both the characters are flawed, right? And that's why we attach ourselves to them because we, we're able to relate to their, the, 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 them being, uh, imperfect. No, right? the, the the real the real question is why do you watch Atlanta and why do you watch Insecure? Because you've got people that are culturally adaptable and and you relate to in your natural world. Yeah, right. You sure. have 
Donald Glover, right? You have Issa, mm-hmm. who we know has tapped into all our cultural existences, mm-hmm. things that we care about. You've got Raphael Sadiq and Solange that are musical directors for this show. Yeah. The reasons why we watch both these shows are for that moment. Well, the it's music true. in both shows is amazing. amazing. Yeah. Like, but, I don't know who the music the music music supervisor is for uh, Atlanta. Dino and Stephen Glover. Is that what it's and, him and his brother? Yeah. Okay. And but, so it's you said it's Solange and Raphael and for and, and, Issa's show. And, and point Insecure. blank though, right? The reasons why we all watch a show is first and foremost because of the cultural connection with Yeah, we see each we, we see, see ourselves each, in ourselves it, yeah. in that. Whether right. it be Creatively, with music, with the way that things are edited, that is where we come together as a community to watch yeah, But the preface of Insecure and the preface of Atlanta are very fucking different. Sure. They're very different. Atlanta was built as a show to have that magical character development and in, in realization as yourself, X, Y, and Z. Insecure is this is what the fuck it looks like for right now. I get why people are like, well, there's no development. We don't know why Issa's like she is or why Molly's like she is. That shit for that show don't matter. The only reason why you guys watch that shit is because of who built the show. But if you come to it in a different perspective, as a woman, I watch Insecure because I like where he's coming from. I like, I feel like I am Molly, Kelly, Issa. And even her bougie-ass friend whose name that I don't even know. Amanda Diva. Yeah, I get that. That's her actress name. That is yeah. Amanda Diva. But do, do you guys understand what I'm saying, though? It's not even just about that. It's it's really about why we watch the show. It's not comparing them apple to apples. They're not apples to apples. Very not valid point, yes. At fucking all. At all. At all. If you talk about Insecure from a woman's perspective, a real shit, it's a woman's show. It's a show. It's a show about females. It's a show about... Homegirls, it's maybe even the modern day. What is it, it's what is that shit? Girlfriends, my girlfriends. It's living single, mm. right? Living it's all that shit. Single. It, in, in a different perspective, it's also Ooh, friends, right? World. It's a bunch I'm of chicks. I got my girls. It's a bunch of chicks that have different perspectives in life. That come together because of keep your head up. What? Keep your head up. That's right. Oh God. Let me. Can I say one thing? I think the the thing that I like about this show, besides it taking place in my in my city, in where I'm from, L.A., um, I actually do like uh, the dialogue that Issa and Kelly have with each other. I feel like it's a very honest converse, like dialogue that they call conversation. It, Conversation. Bonversation. Bonversation. You call that bonversation. Okay. Bonversation. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Um, Find a whiskey dictionaries and shit. What you gonna do with that? That's, that's, that's a that's a blood yeah. blood dictionary. Hey. <laughs> um, but with with I feel like it's it's very honest and I I like that they call each other on their shit. Ball they, each other. Okay. I grew up in a crip neighborhood, <laughs> so I don't do that. Call each other. Um, but no, they call each other on their shit, and it's very honest. Um, and I, I I find that that type of dynamic you see in, in, in girls, you see that in shows like that. Um, it's rare to see that happen um, in, in, a, in a, I guess, a all black cast. Um, but I think that 
I think that it's important for the show to be on air right now because I think that it's changing the dynamic. I think it's changing and it's accepting um, these type of conversations and these type of uh, these type of shows that are um, that give people more dynamic people of color more dynamic. So it's not necessarily your 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 Cosby show kind of. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that, that that goes back to the original statement. And no matter what it looks like, we all come to these shows and these opinions with music, with with visuals and TV shows. And it's all it all, all comes from experience. And the most important part is that we're humans. I'm a woman. You guys are men. There's reasons why you don't fuck insecure. There's reasons why I fuck with Atlanta and and now other shit. But the reality is, is that sometimes we come together for moments that aren't as in front of your fucking face. True. It's not shit like you like trap music. You should listen to this trap song and this mixtape because you like this shit. These shows are the pinnacle and the catapult to conversation like this. It's us coming together as a community and saying, we like this music, we like this community, we love uh, the voice that it comes from it, the humanization that comes from it, whether it be that you don't understand it from a, a woman's perspective, loving Insecure, and also me loving Atlanta, and you being from Atlanta, Steven, me loving the fact that Brooklyn. Kelly uh, nods to Hella, <laughs> right, and, and listens to Kamaya, and... She says, it's my song, and Little Boosie Walk Me Down plays, and that's my shit. You feel me? It's all the connections that we have in real time. Why have the opinions? And I feel like it to close this visual segment, Atlanta and Insecure are not in the same pond. They are not. The reason why they're in the same pond is because culturally, and the things that came to bring these shows to birth are things that we all love, but they are not in the same lane. True. Period. Okay. That said, we love what we love, right? It is what it is, and fuck that. Girls are tight. Women are dope as fuck. And Women we are run dope. This shit. Um, shout out to Van. Shout out to Kelly. Shout out to Molly with her ratchet ass. Shout out to Issa with her, you know, being being loud as fuck and say, you know, I'm going to do a TV show talking about how we motherfucking feel, and that's Close this segment. Bye, y'all. <laughs> and bye, y'all. Guys, it's been a tough, tough month for me. Uh, Kanye, as you know, admitted himself into the hospital, or maybe was admitted into a hospital, because who knows what. He wasn't mentally stable, and it saddens me. The shows were canceled. I had a New Year's show that I was planning on going to. And now I don't know what I'm gonna do for New Year's. And I, 2016, are you farting, Dom? No. Oh. You just lifted your leg. No. I didn't lift my leg. Just, no. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to do the damn thing, I would do it. Man. I'm a confident woman. 2016 guys, Dom lifting legs. 
Look at here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no. The 20, 2016 should have been capped off with me going to a Kanye concert, and unfortunately, it's not going to end that way. And now I'm just kind of feeling lost because I feel like we took a lot of L's this year. Yeah, yeah I think we, we've taken plenty of L's this year. <laughs> I think I sorry I had to pull the microphone closer for those at home who weren't paying attention. I think we've like taken like plenty of L's this year. I think the Kanye L was interesting because. Kanye for a long time has represented this artist for us, and I mean uh, us. It's a mixture of like uh, black and brown people who've like been and taught white. To, black, brown, white, and everyone who's been taught like you know believe in yourself, follow your dreams. You can do anything. You can accomplish whatever you set your mind to. And I think as childish and as like pure and innocent as that seems, it's something that a lot of people lose later on in life. And Kanye was this one guy who was always the champion for this. And I think to see him say what he said about Donald Trump, oh, that was a lot of people because, dude, like they put there's a lot of if you see this one guy as the beacon of hope and this is the beacon of like change and this is the beacon of someone who's progressive and is going to help you change the world. It may not be in a way like a Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders or Donald Trump can, but it's someone in the sense that they're telling you believe in yourself and you can accomplish anything. And then when they say, "Yeah, I would have voted for Trump," it seems it. To me, I can only speak for myself. It came off as super selfish and super as I well, I told you so. This I'm right. I'm always right, and it doesn't look at the bigger picture about the lives of the people who are friends who are like um, undocumented immigrants or any things like that, and how their lives will be essentially fucked in the next few years. So I think that was a conflict that a lot of people dealt with. You also had Prince and David Bowie died, so they were clearly holding the fabric of society together. And then wait, once wait, they wait, died, wait, wait, they let's fucked. go back to Kanye real go quick, for though, because I, I feel like that moment is is very different from Prince and Bowie passing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanye was uh, I don't want to say catalyst to our conversation of what we spoke about the entire show was it takes a lot to get to where you are and more so to sustain and maintain where you are. And there is all, there's been all this talk that allegedly he's, you know, been in a hospital to run away from his bills that he has to pay and whatnot. And he have Cuddy that is openly stated that he's got Allegedly, issues. these are rumors, Tom. That's, that's why I said allegedly, right? But this also goes back to the fact that it's very difficult for anyone to talk about this shit. And the, the real shit about this whole situation is nobody here knows Kanye. No one knows what the fuck he's going through. No one knows what yeah. his mind looks that like or feels true. like. And we're here talking about perception and how we feel that we connect to him as a fan. Yeah. And sometimes that, that shit doesn't really fucking matter. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and if we think about what we discussed this past hour or so, right? We're talking we are about mental health. Mental health. Yeah. We're, we're people that True. are sitting here as real fucking beings. Right. A woman, three men, different walks of life, different cities, different cultural backgrounds and whatnot, different interests, same interests culturally, but different interests when it comes to complete dialogue with why we like this kind of shit. You yeah. feel me? Like, anybody can come up here and throw shit against the wall and say that Kanye's like this or Cuddy's like this or I'm like this really and Steven's like this and Angel's mm-hmm. like this Ren's like this 
that shit don't fucking matter. The realest conversation is the fact that this is uh, something that is brought to life for us to think about because no one knows what's going on. The realest part about it is that we have to understand why these things are being brought to life. And it's funny. It's a meme. And and real shit, something should be funny as fuck. I look at myself in the mirror and be like, man, I'm a dumbass. I be funny as fuck sometimes. Ram be funny as fuck. He's a joke. I'm a joke. I'm not a joke, dumb. I'm a real person. I'm a real human being. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Okay, Pinocchio. (laughs) No, but like you raised a very legitimate point was like we talked about in the first segment was like mental health sometimes creeps up on you and especially like a public figure who inserts themselves so often in the work that they craft. I mean, we forget sometimes like what the human cost of it is. I mean, like who's someone that we've talked about constantly as a cultural shaper is Kanye. Yeah. How can we act surprised that he hits a limit himself. He right. made a song talking about you love the old Kanye. He's, he's self-aware to he's a fault. to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like if we're truly fans of this person and his experience and the way that he crafts artwork out of his experience, how can we not be for him in this moment? You know True. what I mean? I think it's like, listen, I have terrible days at work. I have... And... I think people fail to realize that like Kanye's job is actually to be on a stage. That's yeah. that's his workplace. And we've so, put him there. You know? Right. We've put him there. So it's like for a person to have a bad day at work, you know, it's one thing for me to have a bad day at work or Andrew or Steven or Dom and, and then to say, Listen, I'm gonna go home. I gotta go. I gotta break out. But it's but another, you can't. But it's another thing when you're a celebrity and you're and you a performer and you're on a stage and it's like, you know what? I'm not feeling this. I need to. I need to go, go. take care of myself. Yeah. Right. You raise so, a great point because so we've like, we've taken time off to deal with absolutely. our lives. So That's, how do you, as that person, get to have that moment? You know, without the whole world causing you to get to the nth degree where you need to just be like because shut because it down. you demand it and you say that it's my time. To well, now be it's like a, you know what. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. And me- whether I, that sounds like in his perspective that he has to enter himself in this world. I think he just had a bad day. I think he just has reached his point and he was just like, I can't do this. And, and he's need- had a lot of bad days, though. Real shit. He's had a right. lot of fucking bad days the For past sure. five years. Well, he's missed out on $30 million of what? profit because he didn't continue his shows for the rest of the year right but at the same time it's almost like you kind of deserve that time off to a degree it's like we can say kanye is the product of the environment that he creates through his artwork but like after a while the human cost comes to for sure a finalized point where it's like dude if you need time off what better fans can you be than to say like all right We'll we'll be waiting here for right. you when you're ready. And and that's what that's and that's the we, health versus wealth. Yeah, thing. and that's what we talk about uh, as being leaders in even very smaller aspects of what Kanye is. You know, it's I can't be who I am to the people that depend on me unless I'm good for myself. Right. That's very all true. it is. Very true. No matter what it looks like, no matter how famous you are, no matter how much of a pill you are in your community, no matter how. Um, many families that you support, no matter how many friends that got your that you have their back and don't know how to lean on shit. 
that shit is all encompassing the same fucking language. Mm-hmm. Be, yeah, if you're not good, good for yourself, then you be can't good be for good yourself. for somebody yeah. else. So because Therefore, like, I'm about to be selfish as fuck. <laughs> Yo, look at me, bitches. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I gotta get right. Yeah, I'm about to get my shit. But it's like, imagine if he was sitting here with us now, what would the conversation be other than, of course, fucking right. take time for yourself, enjoy yourself, Focus on your family and focus on the shit that makes you you because that's the only thing that's ever made us enjoy us with you. Right. Have a great time. Right. I encourage you to be the best person that you are, Andrew. And I encourage you, you and Dom. You, and yeah. you get a car. And you get a car. I don't car, know about Steven. This nigga sleep. Steven sleep as fuck, so I don't know. I, okay, I encourage Steven's you. Steven's putting in a high energy out of the creative yeah. thought about No, what but I encourage you all to be the, he- the healthiest version of you. Because and shout out to Oprah I, for that moment. I'm I like to, to hang out with you That's guys. That's very true. Yes. I like to shout hang to out with you guys. And I think it's very important that as friends that we keep each other sane and keep each other healthy. So if if it takes for Kanye to, to step away from how many shows to, to get himself right, I, I appreciate that. Yep. And I want him to be healthy. So that he can be the best person for himself and for his family. And all of us to do the same thing. Absolutely. But you know what? At the same time, still understand how that affects you. And I with this shit. Understand why you do what you do. And why you want to get back to the 100% or 1,000% level that you're here to work through. You know what I'm saying? like 100%. It's like we've, we put so much esteem into an artist to represent what we're going through that when like he hits that wall, what? We're just going to abandon? We're just not going to be there because we haven't had that experience? Like we've right. all had in the last three to five months moments that have like stopped us in our tracks yeah, exactly. and our the favorite point, artist to the point is where Stephen Wobbles well. is asleep because he's like I'm so asleep I can't even I have no oh, energy Steven. anymore Stephen's just focused on like issues that maybe are Steven needs outside to, the realm maybe we need to understand Stephen that that he needs to just take this nap yeah, so dinosaur. he could so he could be healthy you know naps on naps on naps you know what if Kanye needs his time off I think that we all need to take a lesson here and understand that Maybe we all need to take a step back and pay attention to our own health and our own mental uh, wellness. And I think that that's important. And the wellness of our friends and family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if anything is going to get us through these weird times, it's our friends. It's our friends, dude. And, like, if I'm able to sit here and talk to you and talk to you too, Dom, looking at you, eating those chips, you know, we need need all of us to be at 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we're able to talk about this and share these ideas and share these opinions. Not opinions. I want to say just share how we feel. I'm sorry. My phone is beating up. Sorry. I mean, all our phones are beating up. But no, you're right. It's like like all my family, these weird Islander Canadians are like so confused about what's going on in the U.S. that the one thing they can attach to is... What's going on with Kanye? <laughs> no, he's way more of an ambassador for what's going on for us. It's like, how do you how do you recompense like these mixed feelings you have about not only politics but like who the fuck are you? Wait, who are you for your family? We got to dig in there right there. I'm sorry because let's do it. Listen, if if that 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 is a testament. If Kanye's fucked up, you know the U.S. is fucked up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a testament. That's true, though. That's a testament. Yeah. Kanye, actually, let's just come clean. You know Kanye's fucked up. He's upset because Hillary lost. Yeah. I think... I think, I think, <laughs> no, he I think, ain't. Chill out. No, but there's no. some truth there. I think Kanye <laughs> is... 
like a lot of us. He is aware to a point, and then the rest of it that comes up as a surprise, like how the fuck did we get here, will just shut down your basic functionality as a person. Kanye is the collective feeling of us. So, yes, he, he went on stage and said that he would have voted for Trump, but that was just him trolling, because that's just Kanye. He likes to, to, to like, spark up, uh, like, like, like Kim Kardashian with that fake uh, robbery. Allegedly, I'm joking. I'm that's a hot take. Wow, that's a hot take. That's but, a hot take. <laughs> but that's no, Kanye is the collective we. So he's the yeah. royal we. So what what we are feeling, Kanye is feeling, and that's what happened. Kanye felt the energy of all of us being so upset of Hillary's loss. Okay, I'm gonna stop. That's what I happened. I feel like if we enter this conversation, we're about to spin because I that's don't true. believe in what you're saying. That I is don't. very true. It's a fact. And, and, and the, world of, the, the world of Ronald Jet, that's what he feels. I don't think that's the case. That's what it is. That's exactly no. what happens. The collective energy of we. Yes, and the we is not Kanye West. <laughs> you know what? She makes a great point. The we is it's not very Kanye West. royal. It's all of us. No, Kanye is, is, is basically the pop We're culture. We're going to teach you a lesson and start chatting again. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> what are you serious? Are you serious? That's exactly yes. what it is. This Kanye conversation circles back to what we spoke about in the very beginning of the show. Um, mind you, we're a little drunk. It's uh, about an hour in. Mm-hmm. I took but a nap, y'all. It's about two in the morning. Yeah, just about. Oh, wow. But the moral of this entire show has been the very same from the beginning, right? There's a moment where we have to understand self-awareness and how we affect people that we love and love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a level or a stature that you have to define to make sense of what it looks like. I'm saying you walk into a world, I'm a G, I'm a B a G to my homies. If I don't know how to lean, I'm not a G. That just means that it's a family perspective. It's being aware of who you are, uh, loving who you are and loving yourself really to be able to vocalize this kind of shit. Cause We've been off the air for two fucking months, and I swear to the five listeners that are out here, it's been <laughs> the, the most empowering moment in our podcast history that we actually spoke about real shit that connected to the things that we actually love and like. And that's really the real deal. Holy fail. So, so that said, hold hands with people you love. Talk about how you feel. Talk about your my friends, your family. Dom saying for those at home who are paying attention, I woke up. Understand why you have your opinions and um, embrace them and have your fucking point of view. And don't be afraid to shout that shit to the top of your lungs because of your own experience. Mm-hmm. Unless you in a library. Exactly. His eyes on the sparrow. Quiet. That's the reason why I sing. Glory, hallelujah. Anyway, Stephen woke I up out of his my two, praises to you. He woke up out of his twenty minute coma and wants to sing offbeat songs Stephen again. Stephen knows <laughs> way too many church songs. It's so bizarre. I used to go to church. Just hey, hey, that, that's that's cool. Yeah. But um, yo, <laughs> we're a family. Um, cool. Keep your head up. We are. Should be mm-hmm. fucked up, but you know that after that shit is inspiration and it's a beautiful fucking life. Beautiful? Ah, uh, yeah. Beautiful life. Did you say beautiful? Beautiful. Beautiful. It's a beautiful life. I love the life. It's so beautiful. I love it. Oh. Cute, beautiful morning. Thank you. Bye, y'all. It's a beautiful morning. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on another episode of Friday Night Whiskey. I hope you guys had a fun time tonight. Ren, 
Did you ever get time tonight? You got a cigarette hanging out of your mouth? Man, that was beautiful. It's beautiful. so beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Hey, Don, what about yourself? Did you have a good time tonight? I did. I, I had an amazing time tonight. I feel like I have uh, was very fortunate to, to share moments that were dear to my heart and actually dear to my fucking ego to talk about real shit when it comes to real women. Mm, Thank you. Right. And also to nod to uh, the inspiration for my life for the past few years and also the past couple months. So I just want to say Oxide Forever. I think everybody would understand this quote. Mm -hmm. Be happy. Do what you love. Have sex, get money, and repeat that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like swag, that's swag, all swag, it swag, is. Swag. Oh yeah, that's such a fact. Word. Yeah. Hell yeah. And Andrew, good Amazing to have you time. back. Great to talk to my friends and uh, donate to Alzheimer's and dementia research. Yes. Keep it going. And also uh, the Debbie's.org, the New York chapter for children. If you need to find a contact for that holla at us I'll get, point in the right direction mm-hmm. we're all about love community and friends. real friends and fucking conversations exactly so until next time guys I want you guys to check us out on iTunes Friday Night Whiskey and also on SoundCloud.com backslash Friday Night Whiskey but Dom until next time what should they do y'all better pull up Beautiful morning, you're the sun of my morning, babe.